Brands, we need to talk. It's time to start texting your customers. Yotpo, the leading e-commerce marketing platform, has the most advanced SMS marketing solution to reach customers where they are on their phones. Yotpo enables brands to build unbeatable targeted SMS experiences to create customer connections and drive revenue fast. Visit yotpo.com, that's Y-O-T-P-O.com, and get personal with SMS marketing today. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Hello and welcome to All Killer No Filler. It's Friday. I'm Eric Dick. And today I am lucky to be back here again with some amazing team members from the Pilot House team. Uh, today we have the very first appearances of media buyer Spencer Hay and UGC coordinator Nikita Picard uh, to talk a little bit about a platform that they have been working closely on, a little platform called TikTok. And I know I sound like a boomer when I say that, and I have to start by saying my, my personal experience with TikTok is really only through Twitter and other platforms, but I have to say I find the medium just crazy entertaining and really engrossing. Uh, let's start by just talking about the platform a little bit. And uh, Spencer, tell us, tell us your uh, relationship with, with TikTok. Totally. Um, Relationship-wise, I'm, I'm sure start with a, a little bit different than yours, but I was like actually uh, on the app and they managed to get me pretty addicted pretty quickly because the content is just like, it's, it's fast, it's exciting, and it's just like a new platform. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of grown from uh, just using the app and hearing other people being like, oh, I found this TikTok on Twitter, check out this, check out this video that I found on uh, Reels when like Reels came out uh, a while after. And I go like, that's all coming right from, from TikTok. Like TikTok is, is where it's at. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just like when Vine blew up, and everyone was on Vine and there was suddenly just like this vacuum of, of uh, this Vine style of content that uh, TikTok has really worked into, into like the way that it runs its platform and it's just been like crushing it ever since. I mean, it's tough if you haven't heard of, of TikTok, it's, uh, it's growing fast. 689 million, and I think that was in 2020. Like, so it's probably grown a ton since then. And I know it, it has the reputation of a platform that's really, uh, you know, for the youngins, like, you know, for the, the, uh, the gen, was it Gen Z, uh, you know, late millennials. I'm a very early millennial. Um, and, uh, but I don't, I think that's changing. I think it's, I think it's being more widely adopted. I think it's, it's being seen across all other platforms. So it's leading people to the actual source. What do you think of it, Nikita? I think of it from a creator's platform stance that like it's just become this brand new thing that is just blown up and for a lot of people I think it's just create a platform where people can just be creative however they want and it's a really easy medium to come up with these fantastic videos um, from more of a marketing perspective like it's just the content that we've seen come out of this app and in such a short time period is like it's fascinating because it's so upbeat like censored said and it's very engaging and there's always something new like every week there's a new trend that just seems to be blowing up it's a really fun app and i've loved it so far the fact that it can achieve such drama and humor and timing 
like just by pressing a button and, and you know just by basically taking short clips and lining them up and the way you can make your own music i'm just thinking of that ikea video that swept through everyone i know mm -hmm. the guy you know talking about the employee customer service and ikea we'll have to link it in the show notes here but it's just it was one of the funnier things i've seen like in a long time and it's amazing to think the way this technology is sort of changing people's ability to create on on a like mass scale yeah i mean they've done an amazing job with it and like uh one thing that they've really like mastered is just like all the music that they've like, you know, had their partnerships with, uh, worked it out with like Spotify or Shopify, sorry. No, Spotify. Oof. And, uh, you know, they obviously like changed over from Musical.ly to then become TikTok. And so like music was a huge part of it. And that's just like inherently like a, a, a tool that, that they've been able to use to then make upbeat, like exciting content. And then like how well they've done with editing on the app uh, that like anybody can pretty much shoot their own stuff, create transitions and like the, uh, the effects that they have on it are just like crazy. So like from a user standpoint, it really does make sense why it's been so popular and why like everyone's been latching on and, and you know, just been spending an enormous amount of time. I'm not sure if you've seen, like I saw a statistic a while ago that uh, per user, the per user average across that 68 million or uh, 680 million or whatever is an hour a day. That's the yeah. average people are doing. So like, it's it's crazy. There's a lot of eyeballs on it. Time passes quick on it in, in the experience that I have. And they do such a good job. I've actually read a piece on one of the reasons it's so addictive. We posted about it in the newsletter. Subscribe at directtoconsumer.co if you're listening and you haven't yet. Um, was just about how it grabs you on so many different dimensions. Like you, you go into it and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, it's sound, it's video, it's happening, it's authentic, it's immediate. But also, you know, then the next video will be something maybe more local to you, or it'll have, you know, the way it just sort of uh, like is addictive because of all the different dimensions it engages you on. Would you agree, Nikita? Oh, 100%. I've seen it everywhere from one minute I'm looking at somebody who's got millions and millions of followers, and the next second something pops up and it's somebody who lives in the same city that I do. So like you get such a diverse range of content. And it's all engaging, like very few times do I ever just like swipe past a video because I'm like, yeah, like for the most part, I'll spend usually the whole video or at least half of it. So. Nice. Okay, let's go. Let's get into ads a little bit here because I, I remember when the platform was coming out and what a big deal it was. And I know for a long time, they didn't actually have an ad, ad platform. There was just sort of native content, content integrations. But just uh, Spencer, can you talk a little bit about, about getting uh, into TikTok ads for some of our clients? Totally. Um, so yeah. I, I'm like probably a Facebook media buyer, or at least that's where I, uh, I started. And uh, just from like working with, with clients, one of them brought up the, the suggestion of like, what about advertising on, on TikTok? And I hadn't particularly looked into it myself before, but I was an, I was an active user and I, I quite liked it. And I'd heard people talk about TikTok advertising, but beyond that, wasn't too sure. Um, but with like us feeling like it was gonna be a great test uh for the brand just jumped right in and what category just, is this brand is this the housewares one um this isn't this is the athletics athletics okay cool. uh, brand and uh just kind of like launched the the ads out there and it was really just kind of like a little bit of learn as you go uh and like an interesting thing about like tiktok being so new is there's the opportunity of it being a new platform and there's less competition and you know if there's that many eyes on it and you can figure out a way to convert those those people then perfect but unlike facebook and one of the one of the major things that's been like the biggest learning curve on it 
is because it's so new, not only is it changing very quickly, but there's very little resources out there compared to like when uh, I started out like learning about Facebook. You can go down rabbit holes on, on you know, Facebook buying and, and strategies and there's forums and tutorials and people putting up all this stuff. And on TikTok, it's just so new that there's limited, there's limited things. So that's why like just coming on the, on the podcast is, is perfect. Hope it gets out to like some people and uh, sharing the information is, is amazing in my opinion. And if it can get around and, and back to me and sharing other strategies, perfect. Nice. I, yeah, it's definitely the, uh, the topic du jour uh, for, for a lot of people. And I, you know, I just saw a post just today about someone, you know, one of the, the Facebook posts about how much money brands make. You see, I see a lot of those in the info space. And it was just, but someone talking about harnessing TikTok uh, and, and uh, you know, normally their sales are $5,000 a day, but they caught the right content trend uh, and they were just coasting at $40,000 after that. Like the, the, it is, it's, it's this really interesting time in any platform, you know, it's you know, usually referred to as the wild west, you know, as platform and, and those, those periods are getting smaller and smaller as new platforms launch. They, they launch on the shoulders of other ad platforms essentially, but, but there's always those times in the beginning where there's real opportunity to scale things up. I have to ask though, Spencer, about the creative, were you just launching Facebook creatives uh, from this account into, into TikTok or were you making specific custom TikTok assets? Good question. Yeah. From like us having run Facebook ads, we had like a, a fair, uh, we had a decent library of content that we could use. And we also had like the, the learnings from Facebook of being like, we know what's typically going to work. But when we were approaching TikTok, you just got to look at it, see, see the, the case studies that um, TikTok like puts up about, you know, all their suggestions and it's just available on their, on their website. And those are fairly good. It comes very apparent that it's just different content. Um, even like TikTok's motto for like ad for ads is don't make ads make TikToks because they want you and it's it's kind of um, it's become like a, a, a bit of like a general vibe that, that I get on uh, through advertising on TikTok which is like when they want this, the user to scroll through a lot like Facebook wants uh, a nice seamless like uh, experience on the platform um, TikTok is exactly the same. And they do that by trying to encourage fresh, new TikTok style content. And it really does show that, that it works better. So coming back to your, to your question, we definitely do. We definitely did um, take a look at it as a whole. We actually did test against the uh, existing winners that, that we were seeing on Facebook, just like raw, like that's how it is changing it, changing it from the one by one ratio to the, uh, to the nine by 16 and plunking it up there. But for the majority, we were taking the content that we had, went, okay, how can we TikTokify this? And that's just like using more upbeat or like trendier audios, um, really, really keeping in mind that the attention span is very short. Uh, so keeping those, those cuts heavy and then kind of just, you know, trying to make TikToks pretty much. Really like with that. So this is like you, this is the ad team. And this is, there's no shame in this. We all make ads for clients. Uh, and is it literally just you guys do making TikToks using using the equipment? Not quite, not quite, not not quite for the, for this brand. Um, I actually don't have any of the, the equipment at my place. Yeah, um, you're pretty jacked though. So, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe if I had the equipment at my at my brand at, at my place, you know, grab the the brick in the background, it'd be like a full on studio. Um, but I, I haven't gotten there yet. I did 
uh, I have made TikToks for, for clients and it's kind of just like, what can I test out quickly, uh, I suppose, but it's mainly just been, okay, taking the, the content that we have already and doing just like doing things like making the cuts way quicker. And then I don't know if you have seen, like it's a good example of TikTokifying. Uh, the creative is just like going onto the app, recording a video and um, doing the, uh, putting a piece of text and then doing voice to text, text to voice. Okay. And then you like download that and then you put that, that text to voice over top of your uh, edit. And it is very, it feels very organic to, to TikTok and it does the same for the ads. Very cool. Uh, nice little hack there. I always love those. We can throw those in on all killer, no filler. Um, so just talk about the kinds of ads. I know sometimes we run brand assets. We TikTokify things. And I know Nikita's role comes in when we're actually going out to external creators that we want to get. Are those all under the same ad type in the system? That's just a difference in creative? Um, coming from my perspective, over it's a lot of the time, I think we found that even getting TikTok people and getting them to create a TikTok, we're actually able to kind of cross post those types of videos across Instagram and Facebook, um, which is kind of interesting where you can go from TikTok to other platforms, but when we mm. try and kind of go the other way, it hasn't really had much success, that is um, which is what Spencer's talking about with the whole TikTokify. Um, but do you want to add more to that at all, Spencer? Or? Uh, no, I mean, for like, for like testing on, on the platform and uh, is why like me and Nikita like work, work very closely together is that on the platform, like you really do need to push a lot of content testing, uh, a lot like Facebook, but unlike Facebook, you can't just run like a graphic and, and try to work that out. So Nikita on, on the UGC side and sourcing these, these new creatives and that's just like seeing what exactly is going to, uh, to work on the platform and just like slowly chunking away at finding the, the little elements to then like request more. And it's, and it can, it can like come by, uh, it can be like a, a total surprise to us. So it's kind of like a mixture of, okay, we know that showing a range of emotions works on, uh, on the platform, you know, surprise, sad, ha happy, like let's, let's throw all that uh, out and like get that front and center and it grabs people's attention. But then at, at the same time, also like just requesting uh, content that the creator likes to make, you know? Yeah. Because when we source their, their creative and, and uh, Nikita's done a great job just like sourcing out some, some great creators for us is that when you find them, they're not just a good personality fit, but like they make good content. So uh, I always love to, to push just like, let's see what they can make for us, you know, in their, in their style. That was yeah, I think the biggest balance that Spencer and I have had to kind of come over was, you know, how much direction do we actually give them? Because when working with these brands, we usually go in with a strategy of, okay, this is the kind of content we want. This fits our campaign. But like Spencer said, you don't want to restrict them anyway. Like these people are popular on TikTok for a reason and we want to see their creativity come through. So that's been like an interesting balance that we kind of had to overcome, but I think we've done well and I'm excited to see where we keep going. It really is the evolution of the influencer, right? Where the, the, the whole you know problem with the influencer became, okay, they don't do anything. They're, they've got influence, but great. They just post about products or whatever. But that evolution to creator uh, really you know makes some, you know these people make a lot of delightful content. Something uh, I think I've got to get into uh, at one of these points. We're, we're talking about it for the newsletter even 
Um, you know, there, I'm sure there's lots of business interested people out there on TikTok, and we could probably make some some pretty funny uh, some pretty funny TikToks. I wanted to ask though, Spencer, what what kind of uh, incremental lift can this provide to a brand in terms of like percentages of revenues versus other platforms? Would you would you say? I mean, it's it's really interesting because it is a new platform, and like with that comes just like uh, comes growing pains. And I, I say that in like the nicest way that, that I can uh, about the platform in that, you know, it's, it's a new ad platform. And like one thing that we, we pretty much have to work with is that at the moment they're trying to get away from it, but it's predominantly a single session attribution model. So when, when a user comes through and like sees the ad, we're monitoring it through TikTok and we're only getting data back when they click on the ad, stay on like that that browser link and just go through and like they might just get to add to cart and then leave and that's obviously all, all we're gonna get or they make it all the way to purchase and then that's uh, and that's what we get. But then if they leave the funnel and then come back a couple of days later, kind of like that that overall lift that we like to see on, on Facebook or uh, we get attributed for, uh, it's a little bit of lost, lost data. It is so, lost. There, there effectively is no retargeting then between sessions. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So you have to like really uh, building like a good UTM code system is is really key. Just like be able to understand what the audience is actually doing and, and what your customers are doing when they're coming through the funnel. And you definitely like can. We've been trying to to track uh, just like assisted conversions and delayed conversions, things like that through analytics. And that's definitely um, shown better, better results than uh, like slightly better results than we're getting in the ads manager. But at the moment, like even with our, even with like the single session attribution model at like uh, a scaling up, we're definitely seeing, you know, comparable and, and like competitive results from what we're seeing on Facebook. Interesting. Yeah, and with abilities to go higher when you catch those niches, I think, right? Which is uh, really, really exciting. Whenever you have so many people flooding into a platform, like I'm sure the growth rates are not comparable for Facebook and TikTok, obviously, right? Uh, TikTok must be growing a lot faster. Are you finding the audience skewing older at all? Or is it still very much a, a young person's platform? Well, it's definitely still a young person's platform and you just kind of have to like work with, uh, with what you have at the moment. And, you know, it... From like my own standpoint, just like anecdotally, it does feel like even over the past year, it's starting to skew a bit more older and just like more people are being intro introduced to it. And it's slowly becoming less of that like trendy, young dance kind of, uh, kind of app. There's definitely still that out there and it's still predominantly meant for like a younger or probably um, viewed by like a, a younger demographic, but um, there's definitely still, you know, plus 30s, plus, plus whatever you, you want to, however high you want to go, they're on the app and they're using and, and we're seeing conversions come through. Nice. How does, inter, how does targeting work? Uh, you, you're targeting by interest in a similar way because I guess you choose interest when you get on TikTok. Also targeting by demographics. What other targeting availabilities are there on TikTok? Well, you have the same amount of like audience building that you have on, on Facebook to, to an extent, like you can build lookalikes and, uh, and like just audiences off of your page views and uh, everything for your retargeting audiences. And then for, uh, for targeting audiences just in like prospecting, they go with, uh, with general interests 
and it's just like your your general like like you put in early when you start uh, on the app and then they also have like your interactions and that's both uh, your interactions with videos as well as creators and then so you can segment by uh, whether they've shared liked watched to the end and one other I, I'm, I'm missing it but one other actually. and then within the last seven and and commented yeah and then within the last seven and, and 14 days and uh, just if that user has, has hit those check marks on that kind of content, then you can target them. Nice. Uh, what an exciting platform. What do you think is keeping people off the platform? Like what's intimidating about advertising on TikTok? That's a good question. Um, I haven't particularly spoken with, with too many people about that, but from what I've heard, it's mostly just been interest. It's, it hasn't been like, oh, I'm, I'm not too sure. Everyone kind of wants to dip their toes in it a little bit, uh, which is a great, which is a great place to be, you know, we're yeah. like, as a new platform, uh, it could be a great fit for your, uh, for your product and for your brand, you know, and there's definitely like better brands for the, uh, for the app and, and, or like for the platform at the moment as it's growing, but like really you don't know until you until you go ahead and test it so i've definitely seen more interest of like oh there's people getting this this little slice of the pie can i get in there mm. and what sort of categories uh you know we've got the the exercise category what other categories have you seen this work for if i was to to boil it down to, to like what would be like the the ideal which would kind of um a little bit more towards like the the female apparel uh, kind of vertical and jewelry and and things like that. So um, female skewing female generally, you, you you find. Generally, yeah. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a total hard limit, but if if I was to pick like the pinnacle of, of the pinnacle, that would probably be. And what I've heard from uh, from our our contacts at TikTok. Um, just that like, that's typically the best way to go. Nice. And then Nikita on the influencer, the creator side, um, are, are you finding it's, it's mostly female creators that you're reaching out to or is it pretty balanced? Um, I would definitely agree. It's majority. I would say are female. There definitely are a lot of male creators out there that you can find. Um, however, brand perspectives, a lot of the time I find there's for like, TikTok's more well-suited to some brands than it is for others. And a lot of that comes down to how much explanation your product needs. So from what I've kind of seen, it's, you know, women's apparel or, you know, makeup, beauty, that kind of area where the products themselves don't need a ton of explanation and a creator can make a quick, upbeat, engaging video. Um, it's kind of where you see most of the brands. That being said, though, um, there's definitely opportunity for other brands to come in and to kind of engage more with that male um, demographic. But as of right now, I think it's definitely more female. Direction. I think there's also, I never want to stereotype, but I've heard anecdotally so many stories of people looking at people who sell male products, assuming that their customer's male, but not realizing that still a large percentage of their customer is still female buying for, uh, you know, partners or friends. Um, and so I feel like that's another thing to recognize though, even though the platform may skew female, that doesn't mean um, that it's, you know, not an opportunity for men's products, essentially. hundred percent. Yeah. Very cool. Any final words on TikTok? I got to jump on this platform. I actually know I'm going camping this weekend and there's no coverage. So I'm going to be totally out of TikTok range. <laughs> any, uh, any final words for people on, uh, on how to jump on? 
Well, when when you get back, I'll send you all my faves. I'll send you all my all my liked lists. Uh, you might be horrified with some of the things that, that I like, but you I know. <laughs> We've got some pretty good ones though. <laughs> I've seen some of the best political commentary coming from TikTok these days. Like, there's really, you know, like I, I'm in, like when you do, do you go? Are you into it for specific interests or more for like the 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 cross? You know, because it, it also goes right through culture. Like what these these TikToks, like the uh, the the ocean spray guy on the skateboard, like that became like the cultural moment. You know, whatever what that was a year ago. Uh, so I'm interested. Do you do you follow? Do you like to follow the big trends, or do you follow more specific niches? A question to either. Uh, I don't particularly follow one way or, or another. Uh, Nikita might be the same, and just like the way that I typically use TikTok is just like on the, uh, uh, the on the page. So just like as you as you scroll through, um, you just like like or comment, and TikTok is just like st starting to recognize the content that you like. So instead of following specific trends directly, being like I follow this person, let's check out their content, it sees that you that you like certain type of content, and then it starts putting it out your way. So like just out of out of nowhere, I'll just start getting a lot of like Formula One or like like weird uh, niches just because like I've watched to the end of one of them or, you know, liked it because it's, it's been funny. So it does, uh, it does cater. That's a really interesting understanding that I didn't have about the platform, that it was just sort of this, th this thing that you pick up and from the way you act and act with it, it serves you what you want to me. And that's Spotify, which is, it makes sense. They have a, a partnership with Spotify. To me, Spotify is like the most benevolent AI out there. Like just the fact that it knows and continually delivers me songs that it knows I'll love in that sort of one-way fashion. That's how TikTok works too. Exactly. And I don't know about you, Spencer, but I find um, compared to other platforms, I'm much more open to following new people and new creators, whereas like Instagram or Facebook, I'm much more specific about who I'm following and who I'm engaging with. And TikTok, I think is so great for that because you get to expose to so much content that you wouldn't normally, that it's a great way to connect people and a great way for brands to connect with consumers. And I, It doesn't ask you to do it. It just drops you in their world. Exactly. Right? right. There's no pressure. It's totally on your own accord. Like that's, I think, largely in part to the appealing part of it. So I'm actually, it. sorry, Eric, I'm actually the polar opposite. And I'm like, okay. who I, I follow, I pretty much follow nobody. I'm like, mm, I don't know if you deserve that follow. <laughs> so followers up there. I love it. Nice. Well, so all the, all the creators listening out there, you'll, you'll be lucky to get Spencer's follow when you get it. Yell as shit. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know more about working with Pilot House on our upcoming TikTok campaigns, you got to reach out at pilothouse.co. Uh, care of Spencer, tell him the pilot, tell him the podcast sent you. Uh, and then otherwise, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter, directtoconsumer.co. Uh, have a great long weekend. Do you, uh, either of you have any exciting plans this weekend? Not at all. Sunshine and outside. <laughs> I'd be doing similar to you, Eric, and going uh, camping, but I think I'll stay within cell service. Nice. Okay, smart. Well, good. When the campaigns roll, we'll be fine. Yeah, I got to stay with people. I got another trend. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.